Blog Talk Radio. Nothing But The Truth is our radio show that talks about relationships and the issues that can happen when trying to start one, trying to get out of one, or currently in one. We also talk about real issues that are going on between sexes and how to change it around. Are you trying to find Mr. and Mrs. Right and keep ending up with a loser? Are you trying to figure out why things keep going wrong? If you say yes, then you're at the right place. And nothing but the truth, we're going to give you truthful advice that will help you get the relationship you want to be in and maintain it. Now I'm going to... Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello. My name is Mr. Evan Brooks, and you are here on Nothing But The Truth. I'm your host again, and my co-host is Mr. LeVon. How are you doing, Mr. LeVon? I'm doing great, man. How's everything going? Yeah. Now, for Mr. 910, I believe he left a little message here. I'm going to go ahead and play that for y'all real quick. What's up? What's up? This is your boy, Mr. 910. Sorry I can't be in today on today's show. It's a very good topic. So I'll catch you all next Sunday at 6 o'clock. And everybody have a good and blessed Sunday. Catch you later. All right? Yeah, Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day today, so thanks and I want to get down to my mom's house. But uh, funds ain't looking right right now as far as taking care of a few things I have to take care of in the city of Dreamsboro here. But on other things, let's talk about some of the news here. Before I even start the news, I do have a little important thing for y'all to know, that you can get this show anytime you want to. You can tune in. Download these shows, put them in your MP3 player, iPod, all types of recording devices out there in the 21st century. Basically, what you need to do is go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash NB underscore truth forward slash C, and you'll have all the shows from all the way back to last August. You can tune in right there, download these shows, spread the word. Also, if you like this show a lot, and you know, I know I see a lot of people add me as a favorites for the show right here, for me and Mr. LeVon be speaking the truth and with Mr. 910 and our guests, I would like to ask y'all to go ahead and copy the player by going to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash NB underscore truth where you can get the audio player 
set it for automatic, copy paste it on your page, on your friends' pages, on to blog sites, let people know about nothing but the truth. We're trying to increase the listenership here. We're trying to get people out here to listen to the truth and to wake up because a lot of people are sleeping. And we need to get off the blue pill and get on that red pill. You get what I'm saying? So let's go into the news. You know, I was talking to you earlier today about the foreclosures in the city of Greensboro. Mm-hmm. It's over 1,100 people that had foreclosure notices put on their doors in March. And it's terrible. A lot of people getting kicked out of houses. They can't afford to pay their bills. I mean, what the hell's going on? What do you think about this, man? Well, just like what they're doing in Durham now, they're trying to reshape the entire, you know, city. They're trying to bring this new image. They're trying to put out the lower-income people and attract higher-income investors. I mean, you saw how they had those apartments, like, right next to the damn hood for, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Those condominiums and stuff, you heard of them? Yeah. I saw those mothers there, and I'm thinking to myself, that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to push out people who can't really afford it. It's pretty much through the whole 50s thing over and push everybody out to the suburbs or into a really low impoverished, impoverished area. And they're trying to buy it out and refix it up and sell it to people that can make lots of money. That's probably what's happening. Yeah, yeah it's true. And I told you about the bankers as well. The bankers are dirty-ass crooks as well, too. Because, like I said back in the day, you could usually, uh, if you wanted to get a house, you had to raise so much capital. You know what I'm saying? You had to raise a percentage. If you wanted to get a $300,000 yeah. house, that would raise maybe between 15 20% if they're going to really take you in seriously. Now, they don't want to do that. And it, it's bad. It's not only with the housing, it's with the credit cards. Because I was telling you earlier as well, too, it's like over $900 billion in credit card debt. This added around all Americans, as far as they count America, the USA, with debt. I mean, that's that's really bad there, man. And the credit card companies, they used to be strict too, but now, like you say, they're trying to get over on people. Mm-hmm. And my thing is that, honestly, I think some of those people out there, like the CEOs, that walk away with those packages and golden packages, got a fat-ass salary. I don't say kill no one. Don't kill no one. That's the thing. You don't want to do that. Because, first of all, they don't learn their lesson. Second of all, to me, that's immoral. But you should strip them away with all them golden packages and use some of that money to uh, take out some of the debt. And I don't like the idea with the government basically uh, trying to bail the bankers out. It's their fault. First of all, they're not learning their lesson. You should give the money to the people who are trying to keep their houses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's it's some type of crazy ass uh, system that we live in, and that's the thing out there, folks. Y'all want to watch out for that. Let's go on to the second part of our news. Hulk Hogan's son is sentenced to eight months in jail for his little recklessness that he did. So, think a couple of years back. Did you hear about that, Mister Levon? Uh, I heard about it. Till you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, man, Nick got in trouble, man. His friend that was raping, uh, guess what's playing around and stuff, 
and he smashed the hell out the car, and his friend is still in a coma. And Whoa. they gave him eight months over this shit. Five years of probation, 500 hours of community service, three years of his license being revoked. He has to pay the investigation and court fees, and an injunction was withheld. And a lot of people are like, man, this is crazy. One of my friends say that's what he gets for playing around. But the thing is, what's really shocking is that his mama participated in racing. What do you think about that? I mean, it's just another case of that celebrity syndrome right now. It just really shows. I mean, because if somebody that wasn't as famous as they were, you know, wasn't a celebrity like them, had been in a case like that, Lord knows they'd be in prison right now for who knows how long. It's yeah. just ridiculous. I mean, they should, and then you mentioned, didn't they get, like, an opportunity to choose, like, which uh, sentence they would or some shit like that? Yeah. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah, they, if they if they weren't that um you know famous if they weren't that damn rich they wouldn't have that opportunity to it's this really skewed perspective we have when we look at the law as long as you have enough money the law really is flexible with you but if you don't then the law is definitely going to be uh, very rigid in that particular case it's just messed up I mean you got all these wannabe athletes Simpsons out here who can go into club underage and drink and drive and do all kinds of illegal things, snort cocaine for the because they have the money, but if somebody else doesn't, I mean, it's, it's just messed up the law here is in this country. Yeah, it's crazy. And one last thing for the folks out there that's listening. As you know, gas has went up 22% compared to last year, and gas is going to keep on going up. And the thing is, folks, I know we're talking about something that's not new, but the thing is, don't let them think it's based off of just the supply and demand. It's based off most of the speculation with the market. A lot of people are scared because there's plenty of supply out there. People are like, why don't you get OPEC to go ahead and open up things? They say they ain't open up no more for y'all. I mean, for us, <laughs> I'm part of it too. But the thing is, uh, with the, the gasoline thing, if we really want to make something, make a difference, make a stand, we need to uh, go to these politicians, these senators, and get in their face, basically, and tell them they need to start making some laws about this as far as uh, flex fuel vehicles. Make that mandatory. Don't make that just option. Make that mandatory. Because once you do that, it opens up a whole new market to different types of fuels. But I know one person in the article say he hopes we get to $200 uh, a barrel. What do you think about that shit right there? It's already 120, but he's talking about 200. Wow. Now he's not saying that we won't get there. We'll get there, but he's saying he hopes we get there. <laughs> this stuff is just ridiculous, man. I mean, people need to get some damn sense. That's one thing I did like because Kelly was talking about trying to put a gas cap on the taxes and everything. And that probably would definitely work in our economy. We need caps to really start putting more checks and balances in the way the economy is going right now because the prices are just going to start getting really ridiculous and unrealistic if we don't find a way to stabilize what's happening because of all that money that Bush has been wasting. Yeah. Yeah, he's special. He's special. <laughs> 
Chopping up, we've been talking about a lot of things as far as motivation, because that's today's topic. Having positive reinforcements in your life to accomplish your goals that you wish to achieve. And she has a show herself. Uh, I believe the show is called The Unstoppable Coach, Frankie Picasso, author, broadcaster, motivational speaker. And again, like I said, she's a host of Law Talk Radio, just like I am. Let me go ahead and bring her in. Hello, are you there? I'm here, Evan. Hi, LaVon. Thank you for inviting me to your show. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry it took a little bit long for the the news, but we had to go ahead and get that out. <laughs> no, that's good. I'm glad you did the news. I just want to clear up. My show is called Mission Unstoppable, Mission. and I also do Quantum Radio. Yeah, so I've got two shows on, on Blog Talk. Okay, okay. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so... I hear you. I hear you. You know, with the uh, the gas prices are affecting everybody everywhere. So that's yeah. certainly something. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, even here, <laughs> way up yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> we need some motivation, especially with the gas. <laughs> you need to motivate yourself to work harder so you can pay for it. I guess, yeah. huh? Yeah, something. Big time. So you know, you talk about. You tell me that you talk a lot about motivation and about um, you know having folks do things. But what is it that you find um, where you are, let's say, and at this time of your life and, and with your, the people that you hang out with, uh, do you find that they have a hard time with self-motivation, a hard time, you know, going to work? or What is it? What's the, what do you think the problems are? Well, the generation that I'm in right now, me and Mr. Levon is, is like a lot of people is like, man, they want something for nothing. They really don't want to work. But not all of them now. Not right. all of them, but the ones that we tend to see, they want this, they want that, and they don't want to work to get it. To get it. You know what I'm saying? I always believe, my father always told me, that you you don't have to work for it if you want it. And uh, it makes you appreciate it more. Right. If you work hard to get what you want, you're not going to just knock it down like it ain't nothing to me. But I see that a lot. I don't hang around too many people like that, but I do observe what I see as far as uh, a lot of people walk around, don't care. And it comes down to relationships too. That's why I brought you on the show here right. today as well, because a lot of a lot of people, a lot of women out here and guys out here want to know what's going on. How can they get on point? Not only with relationships, but with other girls like money, as you know, money problems here. Right. As far as uh, self-image, self-esteem, what can they do? People in the weight room, they want to know what can they do to reinforce themselves because I see a lot of ladies out there, they work out maybe one good week and quit. Yeah. Well, I guess the first thing is is that um, there, you don't you never get anything for nothing. There, you know, that that's an old story. Um, and, you know, the get rich quick is usually uh, 10 years of really hard work that nobody knows about, and all of a sudden somebody, you know, gets a little bit of fame. So you can take that right out of your uh, thought process, too. There's very few people um, that are going to be pro basketball players or pro football players, and you're uh, probably among your friends. And so they are going to have to go to work, and they are going to have to make some money. So how do you make the best of that, and how how do you get ahead? 
Well, the first thing you can do is if you don't like who you are, if you don't like your story, if you don't like what the outcome is going to be, you can change that. And the way to do that is just take stock of your life right now where you are and, you know, get a piece of paper, get a book, and, and write in it and um, just write down what it is that you, you know, want from your life. Because, you know, when you have goals, goals are, are um, dreams. Goals are just dreams that, that you put a timeline to. So what you have to do is, is take those dreams that you have and say, I'm going to accomplish this by this date. If you don't do that, they'll always just be dreams. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you want to write down your dreams and your goals and, and say, you know, put it, even if you have to change that time frame, at least you've got something that you're working toward because, you know, we're goal-oriented. Our minds are set up to be goal-oriented, so we want to, we want to be able to work towards something. And we can if we know what, what that is, but you can't when it's very, you know, ambiguous. So you want to have a clear, a clear goal. And you're not who you are right now. None of us are. Um, and we're, all of us are able to, to make those changes. But the biggest thing that people, I find that people have is a fear of change. Did you find that? Yeah, yeah, I hear you about uh, being fear of change. Because I know when I tell people certain things, like, you know, as far as to say, someone say, I want to play basketball for India because I have one of my friends that say he wants to play that. I said, mm-hmm. well, you're going to have to start doing this, perhaps, and start networking. It's not about uh, you playing these pickup games. That's not what they're really going to be looking for because it's all about organized basketball. Right. He's saying, he's like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Yet you want to have it, but you, you're scared. I don't understand. That's it. Yeah, you can do anything that you set your mind to. I totally believe that. We can have, be, do whatever it is that we want, but we have to believe it. You have to change the story that's inside. And a lot of times people don't understand that um, who they think they are, their self-esteem, and who they think, like when you think of yourself and, and that thought, that first thought that comes to you, um, that's your that's your you know your self image that you have of yourself. It's not necessarily the image that other people have of you, right? So you, that's a story that you were told, let's say, over and over and over throughout your life. It, it could be that your folks said, "Oh, geez, you know, Evan, you're so clumsy," and and so you be, you've become the clumsy one, let's say. And that's just a story that was repeated, and so your your subconscious took that in as truth, but it's not necessarily your truth. It's just the truth today. And that all of that can be changed in, by just changing your subconscious. The conscious mind, you know, you can't do anything with the conscious mind. It, it's just too peripheral. You have to get down to your subconscious mind. And that's where the change takes place. But it's not hard to do. It's just rewriting your story and, and making it the story that you want. So I believe that, you know, most of us live by default. And what we want to do is we want to live by design. So basically... Uh, changing your thoughts. Changing and the whole your thoughts. Yeah, I learned that in psychology, too, they were saying, like, the first way to change is to change your behavior as mm-hmm. far as what you're doing. Because a lot of people, that's the thing that we see here today. The, the question, I know we talk about relationships on the show, but this goes for anything as far as trying to have a different outcome. People will go out and keep doing the same OBS. Right. Over and over again, expecting a different outcome. Well, well, Einstein said that that is the that's you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, right? <laughs> yeah. that, that's a, that's an old. But you're talking about patterns, and you know we we tend to to live by pattern, and and that's something that 
um, you can, you know, start to look at, especially in relationships, because we do tend to repeat our, our relationship patterns over and over. Why? Because they're familiar. Why do people get into abusive relationships? Because as soon as, you know, they're either, they're either advertising for it subconsciously or unconsciously, or when they, when they meet that person, it feels like home. Because maybe at home they were beaten up. Maybe at home, you know, without even thinking about it consciously, right? If, if you were abused at home and you got beat up at home, you usually find that those people end up in relationships with people who are abusers. Because it's comfortable. You know what that feels like. It's not on a conscious level. This is, you know, totally unconscious to them. But it's familiar. It's not scary to them because it, that's what they're used to. They're not used to somebody treating them well. Yeah, I, I dealt with a lot of females like that. With one girl, I don't want to say her name or anything, but she no, don't. told me. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to say her name. Don't name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was mentioning people like that. I know one girl. But anyway, she was basically telling me that she had all these problems in her life. Mm-hmm. But I was saying, I'm like, why do you have all these problems in your life if you're so young? I mean, you're not older than me, and I'm 24. Mm-hmm. Um, simply walk away like if, if it's people that gives you trouble why don't you just find you some new people or if it's uh, a boyfriend that's knocking your teeth out or whatever hit in the house leave <laughs> yeah but, like no it's not it's not so easy it's not, it's not so easy. easy well because her self-esteem is wrapped up in that too and her self-image and so you know to herself she doesn't see herself as somebody who would be with somebody who wasn't going to knock her teeth out you know she doesn't yeah. she doesn't believe that that person's going to like her she needs to rewrite yeah. her story and and she, yeah you're right she needs to you know put herself with other people who who you know believe the same thing as 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 you with people who are going to treat her better and until she starts to believe it but, you know, the first thing, like I said, from the very beginning, go back is write down what it is that you want. What is it that you want, you know, for the next year, three months, five months, year, and then start to work towards that. So if it's, if you want to be somebody who goes to college, let's say, and you want to be a college graduate, well, then you write down, I want to be a college graduate. Um, okay, I don't have money to get to school, and I don't know how I'm going to get there, but that's my goal. Okay, so now, you, you know, you work back, work back from your goal and say, how can I get there? You know, what are the yeah. ways that I can, you know, create for myself that that's yeah. going to take me there? And it's not, you know, it's not going to necessarily fall into your lap, but it, it could. You don't know. You know, the, the universe is amazing. Like, it, it once you put those events in, into place, um, it will do, you know, what it needs to do. You've heard of the law of attraction. It will do what it needs to do in order to help you out. So if, if you want to go to school and you don't have the money to go to school, well, you know, you have to do a little bit of research, right? You're going to have to look for grants. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to look for schools where you can maybe go or where you can get a job or maybe you can get creative and say, can I work in the office and let me go to a class or let me even just um, sit in on your classes and, and I won't participate, but I'll just listen, right? Yeah, that's true. That's that's very true right there. Now, a lot of people, when I tell them, I ask them, do they have, what do they see themselves five years from now? They think that's a silly question. I remember I asked one female that was 30. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, that's not a silly question in my eyes. No, not at 30 years yeah. old, it's not. <laughs> that, that gives me an idea, you know, your thinking process. You know, right. some people say that in the interviews as well, too. So I use the same question, and so what, what do you want to see yourself in life? What do you want to have accomplished? And she will answer the question. She say, 
that's elementary. Why would you ask me an elementary question? I said, wait a minute. How's that elementary? I mean, I don't know you. <laughs> right, right. So, you know what her excuse was? Tell me, you should already know. I like, I just met you today. <laughs> but you got a lot of people that it just, I don't know, I mean, it's like at a point of no return where yeah. they they possibly motivate to do something, but then something might happen. It might, you know, it might be minor or minute or whatever, nothing too bad. But in their eyes, it's something major, and, and then they just give up all hope. I mean. Yeah, you can't give up hope because, you know, uh, even St. Francis of Assisi said, you know, where there's despair, there's hope. So you never yeah. have to give up hope. But and, and nothing is irreversible, nothing. You can change your life on a dime. It's really, really quite simple. But you have to believe it and you have to want it. And, you know, as far as handouts, somebody's going to give you a handout, so forget about that. You've got to motivate yourself. Now, what you can do uh, for some people, there's a couple things that motivate people, right? Fear is a great motivator. You know, if you're going to get kicked out of your house, well, you're going to start looking for a way to make money so you don't, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But on the other hand, you know, uh, pleasure is a good motivator, too. If it's going to make you feel really good, then you're going to want that. Yeah. So, you know, you've got these two um, extremes, fear and pleasure, but they both are motivators. Um, Money motivates some people. Some people recognition. They like, you know, they like people to, to talk about their names. This is, you know, this is Evan, and he's, you know, a, a blog talk radio host, and that makes you feel good. So, you know, that's a motivator. Uh, some people like freedom, you know, the freedom to be able to do what they want without somebody telling them how to do their job. Uh, that's a motivator. Some people like security. They know that they're going to be looked after, and that's a motivator. But, you know, we've our base motivators are, you know, um, our Maslow's, you know, a hierarchy of needs, which obviously are, you know, sec- you know, shelter and food. Those are, you know, your base and sex. Those are your base motivators. But after that, um, you know, it's, you're looking at fear and pleasure. It's yeah. two biggies. Now, if you want to be, some people like to be held accountable. It helps them. And that's why as a life coach, um, that's why people would hire me, because they want somebody to hold them accountable. So they would know that they have to check in with me every week, and if they didn't do what they said they were going to do, then they're not going to feel real good about that. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, right? we need a lot of motivational uh, speakers down here because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm serious with the generation. I let LeVon talk about I know he's been quiet over there. LeVon, what did you see on your campus, man? I just see a lot of ignorance, man. People, especially in our generation, they really lost the sense of communication between each other that they used to have. Um, a long time ago, they have people are in this text message mode. They never really know how to have a real conversation with people. They're still stuck on physical images, and they're just really ignorant. It's a lot of people that um, come to school, and just because they get a college degree, they're better than other people. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of ironic because they'll still think and say really stupid and dumb things. It's very, it's very, it's much of a shame, really. They I don't know. They, 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 they for the simplest stuff. They really don't have a very good, how could you say, approach to you know uh, dealing with their different life situations. They're very susceptible to. I mean, some of the most inane things we can think of. Now, Lamont, it's you're you're, um, you're early twenties, right? Yes. Yeah. 
So did you, okay, and I liked what you said about communication because, you know, the, the first thought that came to my head was people walking around with Walkmans and, and you know, iPods and earplugs, and so they don't communicate it the same, do they? Everybody's kind of in their own world. And yeah. then you've got the communication, which is um, your, your music. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know that Evan and I talked about music a little bit um, before I came on the show and, and you know, how you're you're motivated in, in, in changing your music, but a lot of the music um, that, especially the rap and stuff, is is very demotivating and very, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of detrimental. Yeah, it is detrimental to 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 their thought process and to the different sexes and and how you think about other people, right? Because it, it, exactly. it it's not positive music; it's extremely negative music. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is, you know, how to speak, how to speak to people. And um, now, do you find that that the young kids are you still living at home? Are they moving out? What you know, is mom and dad still looking after them? What's going on there that way? Um, in that particular situation, um, they're, they're they're maturing at the rate they're supposed to mature. They're still in this, you know, still in that phase. But um, I think that really goes too. If you have really strong parents too then the way that you, you know, handle these different things will naturally be different. Of course, you'll be caught into the little phase for a while. Overall, you know, you level out in the end, and that's um thing, though. They have very good parents that are really going to help them, you know, move on and develop properly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's... I, know, yeah. I know one thing that I see is, like, you know, there are a lot of people out here. It's like the thing is, their motivation is what the TV tells them or what magazines tell them what they should be doing mm-hmm. instead of knowing better than what they and It depends on what they bring. I ain't talking about no uh, popular science or USA Today. They might be King Magazine or it could be uh, some other type of magazine that really doesn't go into stuff as far as the inner person, you know, as right. getting to know you. It's like, it's always something about the outside. Like, you need to look this way. You need to be this way. This is how you get a man. This is how you get a woman. And then these people, they don't ever question those people that wrote those articles. They'll never go look back up in their background information. Well, they don't and, even question themselves, Evan. You know, yeah. people, most people don't even question their own their own fears and, and anxieties and stuff. Like, you know, if you're afraid, let's say you're afraid of spiders, um, and I could say, well, how do you know? You go, well, because I see one and I'm afraid. But was that your fear or was it your parents' fear, your mother's fear? Like, do you ever question the stuff that comes out of your mouth? It may be that you're just repeating something that somebody else said and you don't even necessarily believe it. Yeah, I, I see that with the youth. The youth, that <laughs> I, I sound like I'm old. <laughs> yeah. But, but the thing is, is that a lot of people of our generation that I see, they used to being spoon fed information. They're not, they're not being prompted, especially in America. Because I talked to one of my friends that that comes from Africa, and he was like, "Y'all don't take philosophy in high school or middle school or anything like that." I said, "No, they don't teach us that. They know philosophy makes you think. You think about right, it. Right, right. Has you question things." I said, "No, they don't take. They don't take things." He said, "Man, that's crazy, man. We take those classes all the time. Right. When we were in high school, I said, you could take them when you get to college." But they don't they don't introduce you to no no thing where you gotta question authority. And the thing yeah. is 
people usually go with it because they spoon fed with knowledge. It. I I had to stop this. I said no, this this ain't working for me. Well, and, part of that communication thing that you know Levant was talking about is reading, and most young people don't don't read anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, Mr. <laughs> sorry about that, Mr. Levant. Remember I picked you up that day and you was talking to that young guy. Tell tell him what happened in that whole story there as far as uh, him asking you questions. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, definitely, because um, I've been a reader since I was a kid. I mean, I understood um, Shakespeare when I was in elementary school. I read the Odyssey. I studied all kinds of things. I knew a lot of stuff about philosophy when I was a kid, all kinds oh, of things. Oh, good for you. The Odyssey yeah, was a hard one. I know, I was a big reader. Um, I read scientific stuff, too. I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah, recently um, I was walking up my campus, and one of my policies I always like to read on my spare time is just something that also helps me deal deal with a lot of other things that I have to deal with because I'm an epileptic. I've been in um, a temporal lobectomy. Oh, okay. Certain, yeah, that causes certain reactions um, sure. that I can't control, so I just try to read just to stay focused. And... I remember one time an individual I met, we um, actually speak now often, he uh, first met me, like, hey, are, how are you doing? Are you reading that book? I was like, yes. Like, <laughs> you carry it for fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, and then he said, well, have you read all of them? I mean, do you read a lot? I'm like, yes. And then he said, that's great, man. That's great. You like reading? And I'm thinking to myself, wow. I mean, I know I look like I could be some different kinds of races. Some people think I'd be a Mexican who speaks fluent Spanish for the damn time, and this has happened, as a matter of fact. Happened at a job, almost. Um, and I know, and then there's others that thought I was um, from, you know, Palestine or something like that, possibly, you know, in league with some fundamental Muslims or something. Yeah, it just really goes to show how, like, irrational people... Yeah. Just being things in a more objective experience and where we're always stuck behind um he said what other people say. We never really develop our own experience. It's always the experience of the other person. Yeah. In that particular case it really um just showed how this generation is sort of being put on what I like to call a paddle without a I mean, on a river with with a boat and no paddle. Yeah. Right now because they're telling them all these things they're putting all this stuff in their head, but they're not really teaching them how to approach things for themselves. they rather have to defend, um, depend on everybody else. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't know how to do things for themselves. It's quite amazing, actually. I, and I was trying to think as a parent, you know, where did we go wrong? What did we do to these to this group of children that um, made them so, you know, self, um, self-reliant uh-huh. you know, on us? I'll tell you, George Carlin, George Carlin, Vidian phrased it real good. He was saying that uh, with uh, the kids these days, he was like, man, parents really don't tell kids what they really are. You'll always prove you're the best, you're the best, and say the kid don't find that till they go to work one day and the boss sits them down and say, you know what, you're full of shit, you pack your shit up and get out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it doesn't hit them because, People be feeding, like you say, like I've been saying, people be it's just feeding them all this good stuff. And I found that the hard way was that when I was in ROTC, when I was in college, 
as far mm-hmm. as us making sure we're doing right. Like, I've never been in the military or anything like this, so I don't know how it's supposed to be. You know, this is before I went to boot camp. They're right. saying we're doing a good job, everything's right, you're doing good. You know, panels were on the back. I said, okay, I guess this is right. Got to boot camp. That's not how the story went. <laughs> they were yeah. saying everything we learned was wrong. And then they won't teach you because they expect you already learn this, but how can you learn something if no one's taught you this? And when the mm-hmm. person is supposed to teach you this, they teach you right. And they didn't even say nothing when we got back. They all left all currently. And it, it was a clear example of how if people don't really go out there and be real with one another, you, you'll find out the hard way. Because what if I, I devoted my whole life to be in the uh, military? I don't right. know, I, I dream. But I, I could have been shocked, you know what I'm saying? But that that's not what I, I was looking at it as. I mean, I, I saw other options. I always tell people to always have options in life. Don't be stuck on one thing because things can happen, you know? That's right. That's right. But, you know, you take that and you say, okay, so you had this experience in, in where whoever was teaching you for ROTC wasn't teaching you the right thing. So yeah. was it that they were too lazy to teach you the right thing or were they just, you know, wanted to pat you on the back and go, oh, good job, you know, Evan, that was great. And now that that was your motivation through, you know, stroking and, and being feeling good, pleasure, right? And yeah. then now you go to to the Army and you go to boot camp and they're going to motivate you with fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, the thing is, they were saying you're doing a good job giving us right. the halo. Like, hey, we're doing things right. We're going to be an ace when we go to boot camp. Right. Go to boot camp. Other than I guess the academy ones, because they got their boot camp every day. You know, it ain't like one day out of the week or two days out of the week. It's like every day for them. But you know, the ones that the but their job, their job is to tear you down, right? Because they want to rebuild you from scratch. So they don't want you knowing anything. They go, no, 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 you don't know anything. You're you're nothing, and and, and so they can rebuild you in in you know the image that they want. But that's that's you know, and they're famous for that. Yeah, but see, the yeah. thing with the, uh, the ROTC, they were supposed to do that and see how I knew something was wrong. Because mm-hmm. when I came back and gave them back my clothes, all the people got back into that mode that you were saying, yes, sir, no, sir. We weren't saying that when we was in there. They were like, hey, how you doing, Captain? Yeah. And I was like, son, they were, they were cutting all, you know, cutting the corners just like you would if you was marching mm-hmm. in the hall. I said, we didn't have to do that. Now they want to do it, and they didn't say nothing to us. And also, it wasn't not only me, it was a lot of cadets that came yeah. out. Because the thing was, it was a hidden agenda, in my opinion. I hope they are listening. It was a hidden, a hidden agenda. If you wasn't something that they wanted, they'll find a way to get you out, especially yeah. if you don't get a scholarship. So. Well, that was a really disservice to everybody. That wasn't right. Yeah. Absolutely. But I don't let it face me. That's the thing about it. You know, when people get uh motivated, and then something comes along, like I was telling you earlier, it's like this, knock you down, you ain't going to sit there and cry about it. You know, you got to have other options, but a lot of people just got worse after that. Right. Yeah, well, they go into, into a depression or spiral, but that's that's right. So what you need to have is, is something that is internal to you, you know, where you have that tenacity to keep going. And the reason that you're going to keep going is because you're holding on to something, and what you're holding on to, you're holding on to your dream. So, like when you ask that girl, "What's your five-year plan?" I mean, it's not, you're in business. You're a business major. There's nothing unusual about going into business. And 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 you know, when you do your first um, strategic business plan, you're looking at a three to five-year out option, right? 
So personally, mm-hmm. you should have a three to five year out option too, because you, you know, you may or may not end up with that company, but you still need your own personal plan about your go forward plan. Where are you going to be? If things don't work out, what what's your what's plan B? Yeah, exactly. You have a job today, but what's plan B? So if you get fired, does that mean that your your goal, your dreams are over? Absolutely not. No way. But now you're going to find a different thing to do, right? That's right. I talked to him with my friend because uh, his father was like, what do you plan on doing? You know, since you're you're in college, what you plan on doing with your degree? And the guy told him uh, he don't really have no use of using his degree. Mm-hmm. He said he has another goal. I forgot what the goal was, but his dad flipped out. He said, I told you, stop believing in that. That's stupid, boy. <laughs> and well, you know, like my my daughter went to join the army, and, and so she quit smoking. She started running every day, and she didn't get the job she wanted, so she stopped. You know, she gave up on the on that a little bit. I don't think she gave up on the whole dream, but you know, she 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 didn't go running the next day, and she started smoking again. So it's it's you know the dream. I don't think the dream is dead, but the motivation kind of died, and she has to rebuild that fire now, and say, yeah. what is it I really want? Do I still really want this? And if you do, then you're going to go back and do it. Yeah, that's but, true. You know, nobody can give you that. You've got to come up with that yourself. You know, like I can, I can support you, and I can champion you, and I can be there and, and, and hold you accountable, and all of those great things. But there's only one person that can do it, and that's you. So that's you something you got to reach yes. deep inside for. And you know, mommy can't give it to you, and daddy can't give it to you, and, and nobody can. Yeah. Now we'll so who do you want to be? You know, you have to say to it, who do I want to be? Do I want to be, um, you know? Because the thing is, we fear, like, success, we fear failure, and we fear change. So do you want to be a failure because it's easier? Or, you know, do you want to reach down and, and be that person that you think that you really want to be? Yeah, that's how I see it. I know uh, a lot of people, they they won't admit it. They, they'll push it off now. Another thing I saw, too, you know how you said you got to uh, find it within yourself. A lot of people around the uh, person that's trying to find it within themselves will try to drag them down sometimes. I see a lot of that going on around here. That happened to me when I went to college. Mm-hmm. I got accepted at North Carolina A&T State University. And I, so you know how people ask people what you plan on doing after you get out of school, right? Right. That's the typical question. I said, well, I plan on going to college. Okay. My friend's mama asked me that question. She turned around and told me that, no, I won't. I'll be back here within six months. I ain't going to go. I'm not going to make it in no college. I'm just going to be a failure. And you you look, you know, because a, a person that might be sensitive. I'm not a sensitive person. I've been through some hard stuff myself. If someone who's sensitive hears that, it messes their head up. And the thing is, the reason why I look back at it, I analyze that mm-hmm. about my mad about it. I sit back and thought about it. The reason why she said that is because she never made it out of there because she ended up having a kid before she was even out of high school. Right. And she starts stacking up a bunch of kids. She had a husband. They fell apart. Now she's trying to be 20 again when she's like 40-something. And she ain't married. And she just got all these guys running in and out of her life. And she takes the blame out on her son. Things like that. <laughs> wow. But I mean, I, I, my thing is about it is about the uh, the self esteem of others that gets around a person that's motivated. What what would you recommend for that person? For for 
the person that you want to that you want to help with their self esteem? No, a person. Let's say this: the person. Let's say someone's listening in now, and right. they listen in, and they motivated, and they pumped up, they ready to go. They say, "I'm listening to Frankie and Evan and Levon. These people mm-hmm. got me pumped." But someone comes in there who's had problems and saw failures in their life, or was scared, like you were saying, to embrace change. They're going to, you never amount to anything, and these people are close to them, like maybe a father or a mother, right. cousins. What would you recommend for that person who's facing that right now? Well, first of all, you have to understand where they're coming from. Uh, mostly, probably, they're coming from fear. They're coming from fear because if you change, if your life gets better, you might leave them. So what, they're, they're operating from a place of fear, right? Ooh, yeah, oh. Ooh, you get a part right there, yeah. That happened to one of my other friends. Yeah. He was supposed to come to Washington, D.C. with me. And we were supposed to go look for some jobs working, you know, working in the federal. You know, next thing you know, he told his ex-girlfriend, his girlfriend at the time, that he was going to check out jobs. And she was like, you shouldn't go up there. You ain't going to make it. You ain't such and such. You right. might leave me in the babies and. He let her convince him to stay. He didn't even come with me to D.C. Yeah. Well, and, you know what? He, he had to leave. He was about to leave his comfort zone, and he got just enough um, courage to do that. But mm. because, you know, she, she went on him about leaving and about all the things he's going to miss and, and all that. Like, she did, she, you know, she did a real number. Now, if he had, if he was his own man, let's say, he would have gone anyway. But he, you know, he had just enough courage to to make that decision, and and not enough maybe to go all the way, you know. Yeah. So it was easier for him to slide and stay at home because that's his comfort zone, and that's what a lot of people do. It's their comfort zone, so they don't want to leave, you know, the land of ordinary uh, to go to become extraordinary, and unfortunately, so yeah. when those people are around you that that want to keep you down, you just have to understand where they're coming from. Why are they doing this? And if you can, if you can share, you know, bring them into your dream, share with them what, you know, what's going to happen and why you're doing it and what it's going to mean to them and all that stuff, then, you know, you can probably turn them around and get them on board, be your supporter. But when they're, you know, in their fear, then um, it's pretty hard. So you may have to leave them. You may have to drop them as a friend because a a real friend isn't going to do that to you. A real friend is going to push you on and, and help you be the best that you can be. Now, you could turn around and say, well, what is it that you want and how can I help you, you know, get what you want out of life, and, and you know, that might be a solution. Yeah, that's true, because at the end, he was just shocked that she dropped him for some guy that worked at Walmart. He was very, very mad at that. Because, well, think about it, though. That was her, that was her self-esteem, right? That's where she thought she was going to go in life. That was as high as she thought she would get. And it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, yeah. you know, don't dream small. Dream big. Why would you want to stop at Walmart? You know? <laughs> yeah, you're right You know why? That. Because she thought that if her, if her college boyfriend was going to go get a job and become something big in the government, let's say, he mm-hmm. wasn't going to want her anymore because she, she wasn't educated enough to be the girl for him. He would drop oh, her. To tear him down all the time. She was talking about you ain't no man, you just and then I said I would say to him, I said, Why you just turn around and ask this if I ain't no man, then why'd you get up with me? I mean, use logic on this. If I'm not a man, why'd you get up with me? Like right. if I'm all problems, 
why are you with me now? Why don't we just break apart? Because, I mean, a lot of people are scared to say that. I tell people, I, I push the envelope. When people start talking greasy like that, and you, because the dude, this dude was like, he he helped out, he looked out for, he took her in, even though she had a lot of strikes on her as far as uh, in and out of relationships, right. kids from different guys. He overlooked that. And he shut his mouth, he gave her respect, he saw family, he, I mean, you but, saw her self esteem didn't allow her to feel that and see that. She she couldn't think beyond who her story was, right? She was never going to get out of her story unless she changed that and decided that she wanted to be. So in her mind, she was never going to be the woman for him. She was always going to be less than him. And that scared her so much that she wanted to be the one to leave. That's really, really bad. And I'll tell you one thing that really hurt him. He came over here and talked to me about it. The thing was that she's going to go back and call him It'd be like, uh, you hurt my feelings. I, after I had sex with the Walmart guy, uh, right. he, uh, I cried in his arms. Oh, why are you calling him telling me this stuff? I mean, because he was right. just trying to figure it out. And I told him, you got to be careful with these type of ladies out there. Because she came after him. He's not the type of person to go after the girl necessarily. But they came after him quickly, like. Come here, yeah. I want you. And he's like, no, I don't like you like that. Then next week, they together. I'm like, man, you got to have a stronger backbone. Because something you got to understand, like you were saying, what do they want? <laughs> yeah. What do they Coming want? What do you want? You know, so when you're you're at an age now where you're going to be entering relationships with people, and they may be permanent relationships, and so you have to decide, where is it that you're going? Is this person somebody that can go with you? Are they going to stop you? Are they going to hinder you? Or are they going to help you get where you want to go? Yeah, that's true. That's because true. you don't want somebody right now. I mean, like you're young, but but you're you know you're reaching for your future. So do you want somebody who who is only going to think small and say, well, this is as far as we're going. Walmart is is it for you, baby? Because you know you go farther than that, I'm out of here. Or do you want somebody <laughs> to say, you know, shoot for the moon, honey? Because that's you know I want to be there too. Yeah, yeah. I, I always question. I always challenge people with those questions. So some people will give up their whole thing for a person that they really don't know. The next thing you know. That person cheats on them. Not tell them it's not worth. It. I mean, you gotta follow your dream, but first you gotta be realistic. What what y'all gonna do? Cause that happens with a lot of people in college. If you know yeah. that once they go to college, someone might get the job, big job working for three M or working for uh, the FBI, or whatever, and the other person is still here, and they even really look. What's the choice? What you gonna do? Like, is that person really been there for you? Or that person yeah. trying to keep you down. And a lot yeah. of people don't know how to see past their heart. And it really it messes them up, too, as far as the motivation goes, because they don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think the biggest thing, Evan, is is the, is the what what's your values? Like, you know, a lot of people don't even think about what their values are. They don't know what their values are. But I would encourage everybody to write down, what are your top five values? What is it that you really value? And if that, those are the things that you value, then don't get in bed literally, figuratively, with anybody who doesn't think the same way as you, because it's not going to work out. It's just not. You know, you can't. You can't. If somebody doesn't value education or or continuous improvement or fidelity or whatever it is, loyalty, whatever those things are, if that's not part of their value system, then you can't expect them to to value that in you, and you're going to be in for disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. I hope everyone out there listening is taking notes for real because he's, he's speaking it. 
What you got to say about LeVon? What did you say? What you got to say? <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I'm sort of floored here, man. Because hmm? y'all brought up a lot of interesting stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, I can tell you for myself, mama. you know, if, if I'm thinking my values, um, for sure it's honesty, fidelity, loyalty, uh, generosity, learning, freedom, um, positive, you know, those those are all things I value. You know, what do you value? What do you value, Evan? I'm a. I want to tell you what I value a lot. It's gonna to have to be some cooperation going on because we don't need to be fussing and arguing. First of all, that's a conflict. We gotta have some loyalty here, some uh, honesty, integrity. As far as that, that that's probably linked to it. And basically, uh, the fifth one I can think of. Uh, just being, just being there. I mean, you, if you there for me, you there for me. Don't be there when I hit the lottery. You know, <laughs> a lot right. of people jump on you once you get something. And I noticed that in my life when I start moving on up in life, a lot of people diss me. You know, when I was younger, I ain't gonna talk to you, man. You, you whack, you whack. Once I start moving up, once the college stuff, people try to come out of the blue. Don't you remember me? Hey, at first I I play along, but then I say, ain't no point being fake. Let's be real with these people. Why are you trying to come talk to me once I accomplish this? Oh, fine, then F you then. Stuff like that. Hung up on me. One girl got mad because I didn't give her my phone number. <laughs> but she she dissed me. She she dropped me for some dude up in Indiana, and when things didn't work out, all of a sudden she won't contact me, telling me, what's your number? Let's talk again. No, it don't work like that. I ain't no uh, damn toy, you know? <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> so what about you, Levant? What are your values? Couldn't really, you know, say just um, right off the top of my head because I do take a lot of, um, you know, deliberation. I definitely right. say one of my top, you know, values um, would be honesty, you know, communication, and then especially the like, objectivity. I think that is something very important. Before, you know, like, like I said, whenever I'm communicating something, I always try to make sure that. I'm not being subjective. I understand um, not only my perspective, but the person's perspective that I'm speaking to or trying to, you know, develop a relationship with. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest problems when we look at relationships now because we're always so fixed on making sure the other brings what they're supposed to bring to the table. We never really make sure that we are also thinking of that person from their perspective and asking ourselves if we're doing the same in tandem. And I, yeah. um, I think definitely um, one of the key, you know, results, like you were talking about, the success is definitely making sure you set your own values for yourself and actually aspire to, you know, attain those values. Of course, some people make them a little too, you know, unrealistic, and I think that's a problem as well. So one thing I definitely would probably call one of my virtues or morals, however you like to put it, would definitely be to be a lot more realistic and understanding of shortcomings or whatnot, you know. Yeah, well, you talk about, you know, people bringing things to the table. Uh, but one of the things, I mean, you, you heard about the golden rule, right? The golden rule yeah. is treat others as you would like to be treated yourself. The platinum mm-hmm. rule is treat others as they would like to be treated. And that is, I think, the real key is don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat people like they want to be treated, mm-hmm. right? Because then you're thinking of the other person. And if you're always thinking, because I think in the end, life 
you're a little young right now, but I think in the end, life is really about helping others and doing for others and, and being in service for others. So when you start to think about how you can be that for somebody else um, and you take the onus off yourself, that's, you know, that's when you grow. Yeah, that's true. I know we only got about five minutes or so, but I would like you to give out all your information for the folks out here listening because I know a lot of people cut off in, within five minutes. Okay, they can, they can uh, this is long, but you can get to me um, at www.theinstituteforquantumliving.com or uh, www.missionunstoppable.com, and I am Coach Picasso at rogers.com. So visit me. You can listen to my show. My shows are Tuesdays. Uh, Quantum Radio is, is Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and Thursday at 11 a.m., so it's 11-11, and on uh Tuesday nights at, at 9 p.m. It's Mission Unstoppable. So I always have guests who, who are uh, people who have done things and, and not let anything stand in their way of accomplishing their, their dreams and goals. So you might want to listen to that show. Oh, yeah. We want to bring you back in. So if you have so much information, we have to bring you back in again. You think you can come back in Oh, I think month? so. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, I, I thank you for that. And um, I hope all your listeners enjoyed today's show. And, and I hope we so. got a little I'll something from it. I'm gonna have to stick and pop them if they didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't have you don't have your um your chat window open, do you? I have it open now. Oh, you do? Okay, I didn't yeah. notice it open. Is there anybody uh, in there? Hopefully, there's some folks in there. There might have been some people coming in and out, but I know it was, yeah. it was Mother's Day too. But I still That's wanted right. to. I didn't know. Uh, I I just happened to catch this. Someone said Mother's Day. You know, you told Mother's Day. I said, Oh man, I don't want to cancel. No. <laughs> But so I know let's push all those mothers and happy Mother's Day out there anyway. Yeah, because everyone needs some love for their mama. You know, love their mamas, right? That's right. Love <laughs> I don't your mama. I don't know about my other friend who say he hates his mama's guts, but hey. What? Yes, yes it's a long story. but <laughs> not hate your mama's guts. That's not nice. <laughs> no, I told him that too. He may have so, You know, you got special people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I really wish both of you all the best to do, and, and it sounds like you two have your head on straight and um, are going to be going places. So when I come back next month, if I do, and, and you, you're kind enough to invite me back, thank you for that. Um, you know, I'd like to know what, what what your goals are for the next three to five years. Let's see, you know, how we can help you accomplish those. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I hear that, Mr. Mom. we got to get our stuff set up. you got to get your I, stuff together. No. See, you, got, you don't only have to be the host. You also have to be the, be the guy that... Uh, others look up to and, and follow, right? So yeah. you be the leader. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have it. I mean, I got it somewhere lifted inside this room because that happened to us when we was in college as well, too. My uh, junior, our teacher made us uh, uh, make out a five to ten outline plan of what we want to have done. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'll never forget that. But I don't have to just retrace it because I got it on my computer. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> but, right. again, Again, folks, you can hit us up for nothing but the truth at www.3w.blogtalkradio.com forward slash nb underscore truth. You can hit that up anytime. I know more likely if y'all listening through an iPod or whatever, you know, you can tune us in anytime you want to, but live shows will be on Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. And a voicemail number that you can call in. Call in if you got any thoughts, 641 715 3900 extension 33271 pound. 
You don't have to leave your name or number or anything like that. You can just give us your thoughts. A lot of people can give me their thoughts on the street. So, I mean, that's pretty good. That's better than anything else. I have an email address, mb underscore truth at yahoo.com. And we're working on that home site for real because we're trying to get that remodified and get it where everyone can go through. It won't be no long website listed. But tonight, I do not want anyone to miss out on this show. Talk Radio. Tonight, we're going to have a special show for Father Men. Why do women date losers? <laughs> Tune in for that. And that's at 8.30 at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash falling in. And that's at 8.30. Again, I'd like to thank all y'all for tuning in. Mr. LeBond, do you have any final thoughts to say? I'm doing fine. Hmm? <laughs> I said no. I have any final thoughts. You know, just happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. Hopefully you're respecting your parents and respecting your mother and making sure that you the church this morning right after you got out of the club to, you know, at least put some respects to your mama. Danny, <laughs> Frankie? Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the uh, opportunity to talk to you guys today. And um, i got to go and, and, and do my Mother's Day duty now. So y'all, right. y'all be good, and, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, All right. Take care. All right. Okay, bye. Have a good show tonight. Okay, bye-bye. All right. Bye. Yeah, again, yeah. so I would like to thank you again. But until then, do not get caught up in no BS. Get your thoughts together. Don't let people try to deceive you and pull you down because once they try to pull you down and they see that happen, they're going to laugh in your face. But keep it real with yourself because at the end, you die by yourself. So until then, peace out. Oh.